And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that local shouting, it's Daynerin. Dave Ninimitz. It's Daynerin. Dave Ninimitz. All right, welcome into the latest edition of Hear the Podcast. Growlin, Paulie Jr. Dave Minimitz here with you on the walkout on a day where the Bengals run away with a win uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, 34-14, to moving to 7-6 and on the season. And as of this specific moment, as we're talking, which could change depending on results and tiebreakers and stuff that's exhausting and not worth going over. <laughs> the Bengals are currently in the playoffs at seven and six. And uh can't say 24 days ago in Baltimore, I anticipated saying things like this or talking about this team in this way, but they have done a incredible job of taking the pieces that they have, figuring out the best way to make it work, and the mother of invention, right, is necessity. And it yep. feels like they've invented something that might even be better than what they were doing before, incredibly. Maybe. And I, I think if you want to look at one real telling piece of that is look at Jamar Chase's numbers today. <laughs> you, you would think to win at this point, you need 150 or more yards out of Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase's best contribution today was blocking. (laughs) That's pretty incredible that that the guys are stepping up and I, I will continue to tip my cap to the the coaching staff because that's something I, I kind of pointed out when things went sideways is why don't they have an answer for this? And it seems like they've kind of figured out some answers for this. Yeah. I mean, I think the problems were presented to them against Pittsburgh and they couldn't have adjustments on the fly totally. But when they went back and regrouped and kind of figured it all out, they, they found something here. And what they found was a position group that we, everyone rightly has taken shots at all off season during Mm -hmm. the year. And they have, it's turned into a formidable weapon. You have 230 yards from scrimmage from the running backs today, um, including a 54-yard touchdown pass to Chase Brown on what kind of play? What kind of play did it happen on? Green pass. Oh, it feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good. Would you say, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna write the screen pass. What? That's why I told you this on Thursday. I'm just, I'm just gonna write the screen pass story this week. I'm just gonna do it. It feels, it feels like something. I did not think it would look like that. You I'd know. like to believe they build the game plan around what you write yep. during the week. No question. They're like, have you seen <laughs> Daner's screen game story? Let's put a few more in. Let's yeah. run more than we ever have. I mean, and that's exactly <laughs> what happens. I mean, you saw. You can hear the conversation. You you see 
look, Mixon is taking these screens and finding explosives and breaking tackles in space. What if we gave it to the fast guy? Yeah. <laughs> then what happens, right? Well, 54 yards to the house where he hits unbelievably Chase Brown, 22.05 miles per hour, the second fastest time by a ball carrier all year behind DK Metcalf at 22.3 when he looked like an alien running against the Giants in that game. That's faster than any Tyreek Hill speed this yeah. year. That is, look, I, I knew fast. Like, you knew, oh, yeah, I think Chase Brown, he's got some burst, right? He's got yeah. something to him, the kid out of Illinois. But his 40 time wasn't, like, blow your way stuff. And I didn't know he was 22.05 fast. And I think everyone's kind of discovering after watching that today. Yeah. And the funny thing is on uh, Hard Knocks this past week, the, the Dolphins track team, they were all buzzing about DK Metcalf breaking 22. And Tyreek was even saying, I don't know that I can crack 22 at this point. So for Chase Brown to do it, that's some uh, lofty company he's in. He's got fresh legs. And they found, you know, the thunder and lightning. We love thunder and lightning, don't we? Like, you got to go right back to it. Like, it's Ron Dane and Tiki Barber, <laughs> right? Like, but, but, you know, there's something to it. They've, they've leaned into that, into the running game, into the short pat, into the screen game, in a safe throws and bootlegs and under center stuff that has fit Jake Browning has really fit this offense. And you saw it time and time again in that, you know, they're the variance. And that was something that Ted Karras pointed out to me after the game, you know, he's like, there's not really necessarily a difference when you're running this two running back system and they're very different types of players. The difference for them is in the variance of the types of runs that they're doing. This is something we touched on last week. You're seeing, you know, they're running outside pitches now. They're trying to, you know, sneak Chase Brown out the back door. There's just, there's not as much of the downhill gap scheme. You're getting some of the other stuff, and that's making them less predictable. It's giving them more buttons that they can push, and apparently they can hit the turbo boost button on their yeah. running back uh, when they get them out in space, and and that's saying something. But to have that much juice, you know, you have 34 points on a in a game where you don't have a single touchdown from your big three receivers – None of them have more than three receptions. Yeah. You know, that is 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 really remarkable for what they've been able to do offensively. On top of that, 2.96 points per drive the last two weeks. They were 1.65 this season before these last two weeks. And that is two of their three top points per drive games this season, the other being San Francisco. I mean – it's better than anything they've been trotting out there, even against Arizona. Even you know, it's like yeah, they they've they've found something here, and it makes them dangerous. But there's some frustration that can be taken out of that too. Is mm -hmm. like the leaning on Joe Burrow and kind of letting the offense be on his back. It's not his fault. It's it's the design of the offense. You know where was this all along? But I think as fans and media, we kind of called for Chase Brown early in the year and wanted to see more of him. Now. We don't, you know, we don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes. The, the guy might just not have been ready to go. But um, you do kind of wish we could have seen this earlier in the season to mix it up with Burrow and see see how that would have worked. But it's working now. It's working now, and and it's a really great sign for next year. You know, we kind of talked yeah. about Jake Browning uh, 
this past week about how, you know, for next year now, you just feel so much better about mm-hmm. if Burrow's looking at a risky time where he might need to go into a game, you could have a little more confidence turning to Jake or, or, or what is the status of the running back room going forward? Do they need to really address it again? Yeah. And now I think you can see with Chase Brown, and there's probably more that's going to need to happen in the off season in that sure. room, whether they keep mixing or move on or whatever, but like, that is something that man you can really lean on and that's something they really wanted down the stretch and we thought this last five six games was going to be just that about learning mm-hmm. about ne- what you got and what you get for next year and it'd be fun if they could put together some wins to build that confidence and maybe maybe sneak on in and and i still think you're at that stage yeah however <laughs> <laughs> i mean if the offense is playing well and your score, you're at 2.96 points per drive. And, you know, your defense can start to figure it out. And you wonder if today they started to figure out a little more. This is the second straight game. They've done really well stopping the run. Indianapolis, 18 carries for 46 yards, 2.6 per carry. I mean, that's a big deal against a Colts team that would like to pound it. Granted, they played from behind a lot of the second half, but... You know, you put that together and they're just as formidable as anybody outside of the top tier in the AFC, I would say. But even the top tier right now is not that impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. as we're talking, the Bills are handing it to the Chiefs because the Chiefs don't have any wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jaguars have come crashing back down to earth. Uh, partially. Houston loses. Yeah. Houston and Houston loss did not look good. And Stroud left the game, which with what looked like a concussion. So suddenly that parody of the AFC even looks like it expands out to the top. It, it, it makes the Bengals kind of a scary team. I think so much of it though, still leans on what you continue to get out of Jake Browning. Um, we, we have seen the backup quarterbacks come back to earth, but what I really like about him is, is the dude just seems to take it all in stride. He doesn't yeah. seem, nothing seems too big for him right now. And he doesn't seem to be pressing. And I think we've seen that with Josh Dobbs, where it started to feel like he needed to force things to make it happen. Um, we're not seeing that so far with Jake Browning. And it's quite frankly, it's pretty impressive. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I walked into, I was spending a lot of time with Chase Brown and so if you're listening to this and wondering what I'm writing about tomorrow, I have a feature kind of on him and his story and his his path to this moment, so I was a little late getting into the Jake Browning press conference and, and, and I walked in and I couldn't help but be reminded there's this thing that I get targeted with on Instagram. That's like uh, these dad press conferences. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's dads giving these kind of funny, you know, sports version of press conferences of, of days that go terrible with your kids or whatever, you know? Yeah. You know, I had, had really high hopes for Halloween tonight. I really hope that it wasn't going to end up like last year, but it really ran into a lot of the same problems. You know, it's like, they're yeah. funny, but they're, they're dads. I thought I walked into one of those. He's in kind of like a busted <laughs> white t-shirt that's kind of it's got the bad neck, you know, and he's yeah. and he, he's got a beanie that's on sideways and he's just kind of kind of ho hum matter of facting his way through these really huge moments in his life. Yeah. You know, and he's just kind yeah. of yeah, you know. I mean, I probably should have put a better ball out there I guess on that one and yeah, you know, that's good we keep scoring all these points. Yeah, that's great, you know. <laughs> he's just That demeanor, and we've written about it a couple of times now, but that demeanor really helps everyone believe in him because he there is such a feeling of of that poise and composure and that they're in good hands and and there's no freaking out over over what's happening or that you know the pumpkin you're about to turn back into the pumpkin right I mean there's I don't you know Cinderella reference for you out there folks Uh, but I so I feel like. That goes a long way. 18 of 24 for 275 today with the long of 54. But it also goes a long way. They've made it easy on him. They've found easy completions that have turned into more. They That have turned right. into efficient plays. They've buoyed it with the running game. Um, it helps when you get the lead, but they've done that. And and that makes everything move so much better. But you're you're right. I mean – if you're putting Jake Browning the last two weeks up there against anything else that we're seeing out there across this league right now, I mean, he's good enough. Yeah. He's good enough to be in the conversation if you can win with him. Yeah. And and we're seeing other backups that aren't doing that. I mean, we watched Mitch Mitch Trubisky the other night doing Mitch Trubisky things. And, you know. We're seeing starters not doing that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like – I mean, certainly we're not seeing a lot of people put up this level of efficiency and completion percentage and points. Yeah. Uh, and so credit to the staff, credit to Jake Browning, everything that they're doing offensively. You know, this is still a, a sneak on in team, I think. But 
I, and I'm, I'd like to, see, we still need to see it against a division team. Like we, I just feel like there's yeah. still that AFC North. It's going to have to go through them for them to make it. They're going to have to prove they can beat Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh or beat the Browns. Um, things that they've just struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, you can, you can see them certainly being a team that any two or three seed wouldn't be super stoked about having to go yeah. against. Yeah. Which yeah, is just insane. Well, I think it goes back to what you started with, though. There's still so many elements of of that AFC championship two years in a row mm-hmm. team. And you see Trey Hendrickson out there doing what Trey Hendrickson does. You know, you're still facing him. You might have you might not have Joe Burrow in front of you, but you're still dealing with some of these absolute studs. And uh when it's hit on all cylinders, I mean you figure Colts or team came in here, what, winning four games in a row, they're certainly not you know, the Peyton Manning era Colts, but that's not a bad team to pretty much hand it to him. That that game was never really close. Yeah. I mean, the pick six and the, the one long drive by the Colts kind of flipped the game on its head and made you think oh, it could be one of those days, but you know, uh, a bit of a classic vintage Bengals defense performance yeah. where after halftime felt like they knew what was going on and, mm-hmm. and were really able to kind of put it away. And you mentioned Trey Hendrickson, um, Bernard Ryman, I felt like had come into this with some good buzz about him that he was really developing into a, uh, you know, making good on on his potential there at left tackle. He he probably won't have much interest in Trey Hendrickson <laughs> being across from him anytime in the near future. Yeah. Trey, it started on the first play. Hendrickson blew it up, gets a he gets a sack and just like it almost looked he was get off was so fast it made it look like he jumped, and I think Ryman was kind of thrown on his heels and he never got back on his toes. Yeah. After that, I mean, Hendrickson's day, he's got two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, a pass defense. You know, he gets the the trifecta of that sack interception fumble <laughs> thing that he get that BJ Hill dives on yeah. um, and, and just was a wrecking ball out there. And and the closer right? we've talked yeah. so much about him that way is that that's what he does best when the other team is trying to come back and win just Nobody teams draft very, very high looking for closers because it's how you win. Every game's close. Every team's going to be in some passing mode, trying to come back when you're ahead. Teams desperately want closers and, and really nobody has been as good at that uh, than Trey Hendrickson. It's been, it's been his number one thing he does and he did it again today. Yeah. I think Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Max Crosby come to mind. Miles Garrett. Sure. And as a closer, he's in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's not as glamorous and people don't buzz about him as much. I'm sure New Orleans wouldn't mind having him back at this point. But yeah, he's he's ridiculous. And and it goes back to other guys had to step up once Burrow went down. There's another example of a dude who's always stepping up, but you know, you can still count on him. He's rock solid every week. And good for one personal foul that makes coaches want to like, <laughs> you know, pull yeah, their hair out. But but you know what he when you can make up for it, people are willing to forgive yeah. uh those errors. Um shout out McCarran guy, got a moment. I thought yeah. I was there was a there was a hot minute there, Dave, where I was <laughs> like, this is eerie. A 20, yeah. I'm going right back into my 2015 self. Uh-huh. I mean, it's almost exactly eight years ago. It was December 13th, 2015, that Andy Dalton broke his thumb yeah. and AJ McCarron had to come in and finish the season. And I'm like, his thumb, really? It's the thumb, <laughs> and here comes McCarron. 
I mean, it was incredible. It was only for one play. Well, one, one near one OPI and another, another completion. And then uh, apparently was, uh, yeah, it was having cramps when you're Jake Browning and you are dealing so much heat that yeah. you're just cramping up in your right hand. I mean, dude's just the old dehydrated thumb. Just feeling the dehydrated thumb <laughs> trick. I've seen a magician pull that off. It's very yeah. impressive. Uh, so let's big picture this now. I mean, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. You know, it 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 doesn't get easier, but they're they're really they're on a roll. They're confident. They they look like they've got their crap together right now and kind of know who they are and what they're trying to do. And these are, you know, all winnable games in their own right, in their own way. Um, I don't, you know, the, we've talked before about, you know, it was sort of through the borough lens, but it was always, there's one team that, you know, isn't scared to go into Kansas city. Although maybe a lot of them aren't now when you've seen the way that they've played a little lately, but yeah, it's the Bengals. Um, you knew that they were going to have to, you know, the Steelers look like total trash heap right now. Yeah. I mean, they're just disastrous after losing back-to-back games to teams that were eight under 500. <laughs> and so you wonder, I mean, it just, it feels accessible. You know, the path to nine or 10 wins feels accessible with the way they're playing and then see what it is. And otherwise, you know, it's, it's a nothing to lose thing. Yeah. They, they're confident and they got nothing to lose. No one's expecting anything of them. Even if they make the playoffs, no one would be expecting anything of them there yeah. with a bunch of teams that still have their quarterback and screw it, you know, sneak on in and ruin some stuff, yeah. see what happens. And I think um, it's, they're in that place right now and kudos to the, to them as a, as a team, as a coaching staff, as an organization for weathering a storm that I, I got to say, I just did not see this coming when you knew 24 days ago that you'd lost Joe Burrow and, um, or even after the Steelers game, it was hard to see, see them really centering it up like this and, and, and having this impressive of a run, even if it, even if it doesn't amount to them making the playoffs. I agree. And I, you know, like you just said, they're playing on house money and they can be a disruptor. Now they're not an odds on favorite. And I think it just, it makes them very dangerous at this point. We may have a different tone next week if it crashes back down. Sure. Earth, but um, as they as they stack wins, it's going to get interesting. And I've said it all along, you know, until you're mathematically eliminated, <laughs> there's always that shot. And since since that Steelers game, it's like everything's looking up. Yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out. They've got to keep going. But uh, Bengals win today, 34 to 14. The offense is apparently a juggernaut. And uh, Chase Brown is apparently like the fastest man in football almost. <laughs> so who knew? Who knew? Um, all right. Uh, with that, we'll be back. Um, we're in, on a short week this week, but we'll still we'll be back still having our two shows. So Tuesday, Thursday, coming up your way as we preview the Saturday at 1 o'clock game against the Vikings. Um, and Bengals get back into their home playing into the NFC, something they love to do so much. But, uh, so we'll, we'll get right back into that. But we'll, we'll have those shows for you this week and plenty more content to come. Make sure you keep it uh, locked to The Athletic. Look out for my story on Chase Brown. Uh, it should be up depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to all that for you this week. Plenty to break down. The Bengals are still interesting. They're still relevant. 
and doggone it, people like him. <laughs> wow. That's Stuart Smalley <laughs> reference. Got to do it. Have a good one, everybody.